Hello everyone, it's December 2nd, 2018. Yes, it's an early release episode and a short one. Dennis is off on a field trip, but a cool astronomy-based one. I'm visiting family, Ben's got family visiting, but we bring you a show nonetheless. That's dedication and yes, maybe a lack of proper scheduling. And lift off. And we've heard the tower. Welcome to episode 187 of the Orbital Mechanics Podcast. I'm David. I'm Ben, and there is no Dennis with us today. Nope. I think he's on a field trip, right? He's uh Yeah. Yeah, I mean he he plans his his semester like at the beginning of the year, I think. And so, you know, this is one of the times when he can't cancel something, but you know, next semester it'll be fine. Cause so he, he now knows that he's got this uh thing to do on Sundays. So David, do you do you want to do like a whole show without him or should we just Uh no, I think we should do a partial show without him <laughs> because uh he's doing his thing out in I assume some desert and <laughs> you have visiting in laws. I'm visiting my sister with her two kids. Um which uh, they are not here right quiet. now. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're not here. Um, If they were, you would hear it. It's incredible. One's about three years old. The other's about two years old. But um, the three-year-old is louder than any human (laughs) being I've ever met. She actually, she can make your ears hurt like physically. Like that's how loud she can scream. Because that's what, yeah, that's what kids do. So I'm a little bit deaf, but uh, I'll manage. Yeah. So we we decided to do a a short show today and we're going to get in, get out. Uh, are we going to be able to publish this one early? Because that would be really cool. Yeah, so if you're hearing this on Sunday, then I published it early, <laughs> which will be the case. Plus, I have a long drive back on Tuesday, so I can't do it then. So it kind of has to be done today. And there's an announcement in the questions, comments, and correction burns that I wanted to get out early because I should have done it last week and I didn't. So <laughs> Okay, cool. Well, that part works out. All right, so I guess we're just going to begin with This Week in Spaceflight History, and then uh, you all will see how the show progresses. Yeah, no no news this week. We're going to... So yeah. um, last week, the clue was from Hermes to Jupiter and I said on the show I don't think this is a good clue I don't think anybody's gonna guess it and indeed nobody guessed it and we had a couple people um, do some I mean great guesses just not the event that I had in mind so this week in spaceflight history is December 5th 2000 it was the launch of Tedris 10 uh, so this is the final second generation Tedris and then, of course, there were third-generation Tedrises that are, are now operational. Um, but this was kind of like the end of the second installment. Uh, it launched on the final Atlas 2A, which is kind of cool. So so now it's called Tedris 10, and it is actually still running. Um, but before Tedris satellites become operational, they give them letter designations so that if there's an issue, they have you know contiguous numbers up in orbit. So uh, before it was operational, it was named Tedris J, so H, I, and J are the three second generation TJ satellites. So from Hermes to Jupiter is H to J. And I was hoping that someone was going to pick up that that was the second generation teachers, but I, I know it's a bad clue. I'm sorry. I don't think I would ever have gotten that myself. Like, what would be a good alternative? Like, maybe picking Greek letters. I don't know what the Greek equivalent are. I don't think there's a Greek J. Actually. Yeah, I could. I could have said uh, Hilo to Juliet, Hotel to Juliet, right? Oh yeah, Hotel to Juliet. Yeah. Um. So anyway, the second generation, actually the third generation of teacher satellites as well, um, are built on the Boeing 601 platform, and I'll have a link to the Wikipedia page. Uh, for the Boeing 601 platform, because it's, I mean, it's its a wildly popular platform, right? Um, just so many people have used this platform and its derivatives, but it's also had uh, some issues, which I want to talk about. Um, so this is Boeing's first body-stabilized spacecraft. So that's uh, body-stabilized as opposed to spin-stabilized. You know, previously... Uh, Boeing had been making uh, cylindrical satellites that spun 
uh, and and now they have you know this gyroscopically stabilized. So this is the very first satellite bus that is gyroscopically stabilized, right? Okay. And, and this you know obviously this isn't the first launch of a six hundred one. There were plenty of six hundred ones yeah. before this, but as a body, yeah. Um, and so the the fun thing about the six hundred ones is uh, before nineteen ninety seven. Uh, they had a relay that they plated in tin. Later on, they ended up plating it in nickel. But tin in space is kind of interesting because it forms a thing called a tin whisker, which <laughs> is exactly what it sounds like. It's a little a little string of tin atoms that climb up in a tower, basically. And uh, these tin whiskers are just as conductive as, as, you know, a normal block of tin. And so they will short out uh, parts of your spacecraft. So before they ended up fixing it and using nickel instead of tin to coat these relays, the 601s had eight failures um, where they had shorts. Uh, and the bad thing is that in four of those cases, they were actually fatal failures because um, the backup also formed tin whiskers and shorted out. So up to 1997, there is an unknown number of 601s out there with tin that could fall prey to this. But not to worry, the first second generation Tidra satellite launched in 2000, so they fixed it. So don't expect, uh, you know, a Tidra satellite to stop responding due to tin whiskers. But, you know, I thought it was kind of a cool little bit of history on the on the platform. Tin whiskers is something I'm actually not familiar with, so, I, so oh, I'm looking fun. it up right now as we speak, yeah. and I'm curious what causes them. Yeah, you probably have to ask, like, Cody from Cody's Lab, because <laughs> he, he probably knows. I don't... I don't think I know. According to Wikipedia and like a few other websites that I'm looking at right now, it's not actually well understood. So there might not be a consensus on exactly what causes this phenomenon because it's yeah. it's a strange one. Yeah. Yeah, weird. and I think it's I think it's kind of gross, like the decomposition of of aluminum. Is it uh when aluminum alloys with mercury it makes those tall like they're almost foamy protrusions? I don't like it. It's gross. Totally grosses me out. Anyway. Uh, so that's this week in spaceflight history. Sorry it was so bad. <laughs> I've got a, I got a better one for next week. So next week in 1965, the clue is two Roman candles. That, yeah, that one sounds easier. But I mean, last week's sounded kind of easy too, but it, you know, turned out it wasn't. So, <laughs> but next week in 1965, two Roman candles. Okay, well, hopefully we'll get some winners this time. Uh, so if anyone out there knows what that might be in reference to, just give us a tweet with the hashtag this week SF. You know the drill. And good luck. <laughs> good luck, everybody. And hey, let's do some questions, comments, and corrections. I don't know what happened to all the news, but we'll do that next week. We know what happened. We decided not to do it. So first correction is from Richard Witherspoon uh, from our interview from last week. Um, and he said, uh, I'm just going to read this verbatim. Uh, he says, I want to correct one thing we were talking about with the tag Sam head and where it actually gets severed. Uh, you were correct that the head actually separates at the flat interface plate below the tube cutter pyros. The separation that I was thinking about was actually part of our test setup for the arm, and it separates where I discussed, above the pyros. Uh, but that's not what happens in flight. I double-checked this morning with somebody who knows more about that part of the activity, and I wanted to make sure I didn't steer you wrong if you ever discussed that with somebody else. So how, how cool is that? They actually changed 
where they uh, where they severed this head during testing. I think that's pretty cool. I wonder why they did that. I mean, there clearly was a reason. But yeah, that's I, kind of a late change. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if it's like uh, they wanted to practice the kinesthetics of the arm, like the movement of the arm, but they didn't want to potentially damage the actual mechanism, so they severed it higher where they'll be able to you know, mm-hmm. replace parts easier. I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting question. So our next correction is just a slight misspeaking. So we were doing the short and sweet and you were reading yeah. some copy and I guess we, you know, didn't get it down right the first time. Yeah, I said the, the first flight from Pad 39A since shuttle is now scheduled for January 7. I have no idea why I would say that. Yeah, so I don't know why you did say that. Yeah. But I mean, to be fair, there's a lot of pads to keep track of, so. Yeah, I, sh- I should know. I should know better than that. <laughs> so, yeah, there have been several launches from Pad 39A. This is not going to be the first one since <laughs> Shuttle. Really? Yeah. It's a, a very well-used pad. Yeah, but luckily we have Ben Hallert to keep us keep us honest. And then what's our last thing, which I guess is not a correction, but something that yeah. I guess we should have plugged last week? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we had this figured out last week, and I didn't talk about it. But previously, we mentioned that we're going to be doing a meetup in Phoenix or uh, Tempe, actually. So that's why I wanted to get this show out early to give people as much heads up as they can get. Um, So Wednesday the 5th, that's this Wednesday, at 6 p.m., we're going to be meeting at the Four Peaks Brewing Company on 8th Avenue in Tempe. Um, There is another Four Peaks Brewing Company there. I think it's their tasting room that's on a different street this is the one on 8th avenue i'll I'll probably be tweeting about it um i've retweeted the announcement tweet a couple times just hoping to catch as many people's eye as i can because this is not a lot not a lot of heads up but it'll be uh me and dennis and i'll have some swag to hand out um feel free to come if you're not going to drink feel free to come if you're not going to eat but dennis and i are going to be uh eating and drinking and i know they're at at least two people who said they were interested. I don't know if they're actually going to show up or not. But yeah, it ought to be fun. And it's really weird that I'm going to meet Dennis before I meet David. I know. Isn't that weird? Well, because I'm just on the wrong coast, aren't I? Because at that point, I'm going to be in South Carolina visiting my mom because I'm just on this road trip to visit all my family. Uh, So I'm going to be, yeah, east of the Mississippi. Nowhere near that. But one day, well, soon, I think next year, right, we have it planned. We yeah. we have something planned, so. Yeah, ho- yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I think we can do it. All right, moving right along to upcoming spaceflight events, and we have quite a few launches and a couple of other things, too. Mm-hmm. So first up, this is a launch on Monday, which we normally don't cover launches on Mondays because the show comes out Tuesday, but today the show's out early. So our first launch is a Soyuz FG flying Soyuz MS-11. And, of course, this is the first Soyuz launch since the abort. And on board are going to be uh, a cosmonaut Oleg Kononenko and Canadian astronaut David St. Jacques and NASA astronaut Anne McLean. Uh, and this is going to be really exciting to see people going back to the International Space Station again. Uh, this launch is on Monday, December 3rd at 11 31 hours UTC. And then next up, also on the 3rd, a Monday, hopefully, finally, is um, <laughs> the Falcon 9 Block 5 with the SSO-A mission. So this got pushed back again, apparently because they wanted to do some further inspections of the second stage, which I was thinking was actually the first stage, because this is going to be the very first launch of a three-time used first stage. So this first stage has already been used two times, and this is the third time. Apparently, they might be having issues with that second stage, but the first stage is actually still 
still good to go. That's set for lifting off tomorrow, which is a Monday, December 3rd at 1832 UTC with a window from 1832 through 1900 UTC. So about a half hour. And that's launching from Vandenberg Air Force Base from Space Launch Complex 4E. And yeah, this is the big ride share with all those you know, however many dozens of satellites that has been delayed right. several times. Yep, lots of satellites. Okay, then after that is another block, uh, Falcon 9 Block 5, uh, and this is flying CRS-16. So this is, of course, a Dragon spacecraft going to the International Space Station. Uh, the launch is scheduled for December 4th at 1838 hours UTC. And uh, it'll be interesting because if we have, you know, a Vandenberg launch on the day before and then turn around and have... A Kennedy launch the day after that'll be kind of cool. And then following that on December 4th as well is the launch of an Arian 5 ECA, and that's launching GSAT 11 and GeoCompSat 2A. GSAT 11 is uh, that is an Indian geostationary communications satellite, and CompSat 2A is a South Korean geostationary meteorological satellite that will actually be used for weather and space weather observation. So that's kind of cool. And that one is launching December 4th, and the window is 2037 UTC through 2153. 3 UTC, so a nice big window there, and that's launching from Launch Area 3 from Kourou, so check that one out if you can. And then uh, we've got a really exciting one after that. It's a Long March 3BE flying Chang'e 4, the far side lunar uh, lander mm-hmm. and little rover that'll hop out. Um, this is so cool. We've never landed anything on the far side of the moon, and it's going to be so cool to do everything through com satellite relays you know there's no direct communication so this is flying on december 7th at 1730 utc with a window that's open until 1930 utc and that's launching from the xichang satellite launch center yes. right but yeah but probably this will not be televised <laughs> yeah well i mean since it's such a high profile mission we'll probably see footage afterwards and you know of course there's always the uh guess which house the booster will crush game uh so ho- <laughs> hopefully there won't be any uh injuries or fatalities but you know uh all right then we have a bunch of events on nasa tv so first up is uh they're going to be covering the ms11 um, launch coverage but then they're going to be covering the rendezvous and docking um, so the docking is scheduled to happen at 12:36 p.m uh, on monday the 3rd uh, eastern time of course and the coverage is supposed to start at 11:45 a.m eastern time of course after that they will be doing the opening and welcoming ceremonies uh you know like in the next hour and then another arrival at the international space station it'll be the crs-16 uh dragon uh capture is scheduled at approximately 6 a.m eastern time on thursday december 6th but then the the coverage is going to begin at 4 30 a.m uh, to give you know plenty of uh, footage of of the dragon actually arriving, and then installation is scheduled uh, around 7:30 a.m. Eastern time, of course, on uh, Thursday again. Um, and then after that, uh, there is a spacewalk, a Russian spacewalk. This is happening on December 11th, which is next Tuesday. You know, right before our show's published again. So the uh, spacewalk is scheduled to begin at 11. Uh, 11.03 a.m. Eastern Time. The coverage will begin an hour early at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, and it's going to be about a six-hour 
uh, EVA. All right. So those are your upcoming space flight events. So that is your fun bite-sized episode 187. But uh, yeah, next week, I think we'll be back to normal and it'll be your standard format. I think we'll all be in our respective places, right? Because you're not going anywhere. No, I'll be I'll be back on Sunday. I'll still have my mother-in-law here, but I'll, I'll be back. Yeah, and, and I'll be back. I will not have any toddlers you know, <laughs> like anywhere near me. So with that, let's go ahead and close out the show and deorbit. And we would like to thank Ronald Jenkins and Tim Dodd for our music. We record live on Sundays at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. Thank you to our $5 Up Patreon supporters for joining our recording sessions and helping us make correction burns on the fly. And if you want to support the show too, please leave us a review wherever you listen or visit theorbitalmechanics.com slash support for our Patreon campaign affiliate links and other resources. For more information on this episode, such as show notes and other links, please visit our website at theorbitalmechanics.com. Be sure to check out our store for mission patches, t-shirts, and hoodies. You can talk about the show with other listeners on Twitter and Reddit. We are Orbital Podcast on both, and you can talk directly to us by emailing info at theorbitalmechanics.com. And that is all, so we will see you next week on Orbit. Until then, later. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody.